0: so welcome back to my voice is a weapon um this is uh episode number nine of the podcast and i was gonna record a new episode yesterday but um i had to take care of a couple of things that uh just bureaucracy i guess and so because i guess this is the right mood to do this uh i want to talk about something that a lot of people think of but they don't really go deeper into a little bit of the differences between one of these terms and the other and they don't try to really um, do a deconstruction of everything that connects these two subjects because they they can be very different. They sound very similar. Apparently, uh, there's a little bit of you know feeling that you can get to the same point with both but I think what I'm gonna do here is completely break it down and I'm gonna talk about the differences between anger and hate and why exactly they can be so different so for starters I think there's a bigger emotional connection to anger. Anger is instantaneous and it can be um, very chaotic and very damaging but there's a difference there is a difference because with hate perhaps you can control things a little more. Hate can be a little more calculated than anger and it's I don't think anyone has done a little bit of sociological study into this because it's all connected to another term that can be very different because it's a very broad term and you need to analyze in context what it means exactly. And that term is violence. And to what extent uh, these three terms can have a positive connotation because we always look at them in a very negative way. So we, we make it toxic to the point where everything that we extract from it is always bad. But I think we need to start looking in to figure out a way where What are the good things we can take from this? Is there a way to control anger? Is there a way to put anger into something that can become good? Is there a way to put hate and calculated hate into something good? Or is it? really just all bad as we think it is. It's perhaps a more philosophical way to go through this. But I decided to bring this up because I watched um, Lex Friedman again. And this was probably the best podcast I ever listened to. Um, This episode with... Former UFC fighter. Josh Barnett. So, former UFC fighter, uh, MMA fighter, uh, Josh Barnett was at Lex Friedman's podcast and he spoke about, um, he didn't, well, he did, he didn't use the terms but he did mention anger and hate but he was more talking about the broad subject of violence and how he viewed violence and sometimes how he was able to take good things about violence, which is something very rare because most people just use violence as something completely dangerous and bad. And But I think we're going to... Relate these three subjects here in a completely different uh, contextualization than Lex and Josh did on their podcast, which was insane. I, I, I also I recommend for anyone who is going to listen to to that podcast. I highly recommend it. But also, because I think the fact that Josh Burnett is not just an, uh, an incredible MMA fighter, but also, he's admitted this many times, he's a huge metal music fan, just like myself. So I highly recommend that, that you go into this uh, getting some uh, nuclear assault as a music background for the podcast. And you're going to see that uh, if you adjust the volume the right way, where you can be able to pay attention to what they're saying, but at the same time appreciating what's going on in the background with the music, and you're going to correlate everything. it's going to be pretty cool and fun it's a very fun experience i i was just amazed of how good that interview was and how well uh having those songs from the band nuclear assault which is a thrash metal band from mid 80s 90s and um insane insane how well, it mashed together because of the subjects that they picked, uh, the things that they were talking about, and it was just so fascinating. Um, to me, it was absolutely, insanely good. It, they made something that most people don't like to admit it can be good into something fucking excellent. And it's a little bit crazy that I'm saying this with such conviction because I, trust me, I, I felt um, all of those things in a very bad way in my life uh, with very bad uh, repercussions in, in, in uh, some points of my life. Um and it it's interesting because there's a lot of things that I was convinced about this subjects that ah uh, how can I explain this um th- there is such complexity here that is not even easy to... Uh, bring the terminology the right way. Um, How can I say this? Okay, let let me backtrack a little bit. Right. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna bring up mostly I'm going to leave the broader subject of violence a little bit on the side here, because I think that they did a phenomenal job of speaking about that, that I'm going to leave that alone. Right. So I'm going to bring the subjects of and I'm going to try to break down the differences between anger and hate. And I'm going to talk more um, specifically about calculated hate, which can be extremely cold and emotionless compared to anger that has that emotional value and it's more immediate. But trust me, the repercussions of of calculated hate can be way worse because it's something that is planned and, you know, can have very, very um, terrible consequences, you know, to whomever is the target of that calculated hate. So, this... It's very interesting, but it's it's very um, it's not hard to talk about it because it clearly I don't care, but it it's um, complicated. It's, it has a bunch of not just and trust me, this is the right time for me to be talking about this because of a bunch of stuff that went on specifically yesterday and i'm not gonna uh bore you with this shit. and also i don't want to get into it just because i do have a little bit of i always had hate issues and anger issues right Uh, i think a lot of us suffer from that um But I'm not gonna come on out here and say that I relate to whatever the fuck or whoever the fuck because that doesn't matter because it's not true. I don't relate to anybody. I relate to me, okay? Let's get that straight. Bullshit aside, you know, with that whole uh, um, psychological idea that you can relate to others, fuck that bullshit, okay? First of all, that's fucking bullshit, nobody relates to anybody else, that's just a scheme to make us think that we, we're sociable, fuck that, get the fuck out of here with that shit, all right? I'm, I'm coming here with something extremely complicated and... uh vastly uh, complex to break down. So, here's what I want to start with, and anger. Anger, it's it's perhaps harder to keep at bay than than uh, uh, hate is, because hate can be uh, uh, Managed through time in, in a different way. The, the perspective of the way you hate something, or, or someone, or some people, or, or whatever, um, can change with time. You can still hate that, but the, the complexity of it is that through time you, you hate it in a different way. And maybe even for different reasons or the, there are reasons that you find that you've added to the list so you hate that person or group of people or or that thing for those reasons and it keeps adding at it and perhaps uh there's ways to deal with that so that you don't go completely insane and and end up doing something terrible to the target, right? And also, in a way, not to damage yourself in the process because that's the problem. I don't think hate is what uh, makes you go crazy and, and damage your own self in the process by Going insane and, and doing some act of violence against someone and ending up in jail and completely screwing yourself in the process because let's face it, that person might end up uh, uh, harmed and in the hospital or even worse, but you end up in prison, right? Because of the, the system, the legal system doesn't allow you to just because you feel that you were wrong, you just can go on and, and deal it, deal with that in a very violent way, doesn't work that way. So, because that's the the uh, invasion of freedom, right? If you go violent against someone to the point where you, you almost kill them or you kill them in fact, you're just invading their freedom to live, therefore you're completely, you completely lost your privilege to have freedom in your life, and you end up in prison. So you just fucked up your own life, right? And that's that's where I'm going with this. Um, I know it sounds a little bit uh, uh, not very empathetic, but the truth is, when somebody acts like that, let's say psychopath, right? a serial killer, when they they kill people, they're really in a state where they don't really care what they're doing, not even to themselves. That's why they do it. Because they know at some point they're going to get caught. And uh, the process is, is exactly that. I, a lot of times, have to think, if I end up doing this, terrible thing that I really want to do because in the core of yourself you think a lot that you really want to end up doing something to someone that you think did a bunch of shit that you didn't deserve to suffer in the first place. You go through that rabbit hole of thinking, if I end up doing that, I will fuck my life and it doesn't matter what happens to him he... (laughs) You know, or to her, or whoever, or whatever target you've got. Um, It is, it is a little bit selfish to think this way, but it's, it's a way of thinking that uh, um, it's just self-preservation, really. At that point, you don't have to be empathetic at all. You just need to be uh, to, to protect yourself from. Getting into something that will completely fuck your own life. And perhaps that's where I think the the calculated hate comes in. Because it's where, aside from the fact that you're trying to avoid getting angry and emotional about this, you enter a realm where you want to do it. But find a way not to get caught and find a way to do it so that nobody knows that you did it. Or at least another way of looking at it is do it in a way that nobody knows that that person or the target that you have is no longer there. But that's that's impossible. Because one way or the other, with time, people start to question what happened to this person? All of a sudden, in the back of their minds, they're remembered, right? What happened to this? Even if uh, you just know the person from occasionally being with them, but it's uh anyway, I guess I'm not saying that we should act upon those those things. I'm just putting the perspective of, of understanding how different hate and anger is and I think the the, the breakdown here is, is that at least, I believe that anger is more connected to, to the emotion of the moment. Because yesterday, let, let me be uh, very, very clear here. What happened to me is nothing that bad, it's not terrible, nobody died, nobody... But I was extremely pissed because of how incompetent people are doing their jobs. And it's, uh, it bothers me to, to no end. But anyway, and I, and I felt like <laughs> going in with the with dynamite explosive in, in my belt and just fuck it all up. But, that, but that's the immediate you know reaction of anger. You get emotional, you get frustrated, you want to beat somebody up. But you don't do it for many reasons, many obvious reasons. You feel like... And another, something else that I want everybody to understand is because I hear this a lot and people seem to believe in this narratives that I don't really think are completely, you know. I heard this a lot and I think people need to really think about when they say this because it either they come up with this stupid excuses of, oh, you should do some exercise and it's going to go away. Come on, seriously? The only thing that's going to happen is when I'm doing exercise, I'll probably get tired and I forget about it while I'm doing the exercise. But then do you really think that, that the hate just goes away like that by doing exercise? That's not how it works. Oh, then you should maybe go to a therapist or a psychologist. Again, I covered this. I don't believe in that bullshit. And I don't believe in those people. For the reasons they already said here in the podcast uh, a couple of episodes ago. Alright, so I'm not going to cover that again. That That's not a solution. That's not always the answer for for this. It doesn't work that way. It shrinks? Uh, no. Just no. Fuck em. Uh, and the idea of uh, doing some, uh, okay, I understand, you know, uh, having a, a uh, balanced lifestyle with some physical activity, of course, yeah, that's, that's good, I, I get that, but don't tell me that that's gonna fix my, my hate issues or, that's fucking bullshit, it, it doesn't work that way, it doesn't, I'm sorry okay it's it yeah it might go away for a second but (laughs) you don't think it's gonna come back you don't think that 30 minutes later I'm not gonna be thinking about and and specifically because you just told me oh, you should go uh, do some sports because I hear this a lot I hear this a lot and it's just uh, people don't know don't don't have the notion to conceive what it means when you say that and you think that that's that's the solution right come on seriously so so let let me be let me turn this around and be a little bit more specific so why that doesn't work okay if it's that easy to just get rid of those issues like that right which those are two specific issues that I deal with every day: anger and hate. I do. But if you go to someone who suffers depression and just, oh, you should just go outside more and and talk to people. And what? Do you really think that that's gonna solve anything that that person's uh, life? Like, you feel depressed? Just go out there and try to have a happier day. Come on. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. That's not that's not how things are, okay? And yes, yes, I take uh, note that I should be someone who should be more uh, active because right now I'm not. but that's a different issue. That's something that something has nothing to do with what I'm talking about here. Having a little bit of exercise every day is not going to uh, vanish my issues. with uh, It's not going to cure it either. It's fucking ridiculous the, the stuff that I hear sometimes. Coming out of some people's... You know, I'm not going to say who tells me this. It's not what this is about because I'm not going to throw them under the bus. But these people are going to listen to this and they know who they are. And perhaps they're going to understand a little better why I'm saying this. Those deep rooted issues don't go away just by exercising or by going to the shrink. And well, some might argue that it does help, maybe a little bit, might help a little bit, but shit, you'll have no idea. Right? No idea, seriously. So... (laughs) It's funny to me that some people have that... Conceived notion that those things just go away by... (laughs) It's so... It's so off-base. Stupidly off-base. And... uh, I guess... You know... I'm kind of starting to understand that, uh, you know, I... I... Another uh, something else that I I heard. uh, Oh, you need to control more of what you say on your podcast. What? Seriously, you're going to go into that bargain censorship bullshit. Oh, but it's just for your own security. Oh fuck that, come on. Seriously, you think that I'm that important, that if I say stuff like uh, uh, fuck the government somewhere, it's it, they're gonna come looking after me? I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan with all of those millions of people listening to him every day, okay? I'm just a regular Joe doing this. Maybe one day I'll, I'll be a big deal, I don't know, perhaps. If I keep doing this and, and the audience keeps growing but um, I know that I'm not that important and I also know that I, I'm giving myself the right to say whatever the fuck I want because this is my platform so I don't give a shit um, and perhaps that's one of the ways that I deal with this. I come here and say this stuff so that I don't go crazy killing in a killing spree somewhere. Perhaps it's a healthy way. Who knows? I don't believe I'm anywhere close. At some point in my life I, I did kind of think about this, but I don't think I'm a psychopath. I, I, I don't have that... Uh, Uh, working process okay I'm not but I do think that uh, (laughs) I could have the capability of someday doing something terrible to someone but who doesn't think like that who with an operating brain doesn't think that when something shitty happens who doesn't think, oh, I, I wish I could kill that fucker, right? To some extent, everybody thinks like that. You don't do it. You don't act upon it for the, the reasons that I just exposed here. It's not just about caring about the other person. It's self-preservation. You don't do it because you don't want to end up fucking yourself. Being in jail. And suffering, losing your freedom, and fuck empathy at this point, fuck it, it's not about that, you know. It. I know this is very uh, uh, heavy. It's a it's a heavy uh, subject. And those terms are all obviously related to each other, but I think. There are many ways to try to analyze, break it down, and bring stuff that are actually positive. For example, the the fact that a lot of us are, are able to deal with this and go on with our lives without doing something terrible. That's positive. That's a hell of an accomplishment. That I don't go out there killing motherfuckers all the time. Right? Because trust me, holy shit. Do I want to? In my core? Fuck yes. I admit it. I wish I could do it. Holy shit. But hey, I don't. I don't do it. And it's not because I feel sorry for the fucker. It's, it's not empathy. It's not because, oh, poor guy, poor family, poor what, whatever. The kids or whatever the fuck. It's self-preservation. I don't want to end up in jail. Right? So... That's the that's the positive about this. There is a way to deal with this and not end up doing something terrible to other people, and it has nothing to do with being empathetic or or thinking about how oh, poor person that you know no. The fact is, it's pure self-preservation. It's, you know... If I don't want anybody to fuck with my freedom, I have to deal with the fact that I cannot fuck with anybody else's freedom. That's it. Because once I do, I lose my privileges. Automatically. Right? That's why uh anarchy never works and uh, hey when I was younger I believed in anarchy in some some sort of way but now I realize it's just it's never it's never a way to to have any sort of uh uh controlled environment to to because let th- this is, something that is extremely important in order for us to be free. We need to have some sort of uh, controlled environment. So we don't fuck with each other's freedom. And that in a if you want to live in an anarchical uh, uh, setting, it's impossible, it's not going to work. You know why? Because the first thing that comes to my mind in an anarchic anarchic environment, it's self-government, right? I have my territory. If anybody that is not welcome comes in, I shoot them in the fucking face. That's anarchy. That's a way of looking at it. And it's not good. Because maybe that person was just coming to ask for something, ask for help. But I just decided that no no not welcome and you can't do that so there are you know it it's good that anarchy is just uh an idea and i guess it's part of this as well you know Uh, nothing to do with being empathetic. Because the only way to live in society is respect each other's freedom. If I'm alive, it's because you're allowing me to be alive. The same goes to you. I am allowing you to live. As long as you don't bother me with your shit, fine. Go ahead, live your life, do whatever you want, say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But that's what we need. That's the type of control and controlled environment we need. It's uh, it's very complex, really. Because in many ways, that's a way to censor yourself. Because part of you inside is saying, with all this rage and anger, saying, <laughs> who gives a shit, just kill them off the motherfucker. Because you don't like that person for whatever reason or reasons. In plural. Right? So, ah... Uh. And it's I guess it, uh, yeah it's it's kind of crazy because I, I don't know if I'm I'm doing this very logically but let me try to see if I can uh, uh, specifically explain what for me the definition of uh, calculated hate is calculated hate is uh, the thought process that you have in your head when uh, you feel like doing something terrible in a way that uh, nobody else will ever find out but you know that with time someone can find out so what you do is just you just fantasize about that you don't do it because it's almost impossible. At some point someone will find out that you did that terrible thing. So you don't go ahead and do it. You just use your fantasy all you want. Perhaps that's a healthy way to deal with. Just fantasize about I don't know, decapitating whatever you need to decapitate, right? Or a kill. And it's uh because that's the difference between, I guess, someone who is depressed and, and want to take away their own life, than someone who is just so full of, you know, that. Because I will never kill myself. I would kill everybody else. Fuck him. But that's that's the difference. I'll never harm myself because I I, I like living my life, and. <laughs> I am proud of my life. Maybe I give less of a fuck about everybody else's, but hey, it's just the way it is. It's the way it is, and this might hurt some people, but understand this. Uh, uh, this is very serious shit, and it's a it's a way to contain everything that I that I have, right? So. I know it sounds messed up because it sounds messed up because it is. It's completely messed up. But at the same time, um, people need to understand that perhaps it is a healthy way to deal with this shit. And uh, uh, I know that the listeners right now might be saying, (laughs) holy shit, he's off his rockers. Maybe I am, but I'm not doing. Uh, you know, um, and that's that's the other thing, right? Um, the other part is sometimes, yeah, uh, punching a wall and and screaming and and just uh, uh, cursing a lot. It's it's another way of, of letting out of all of that shit. It's an outlet, you know, and. Of course, others might feel uncomfortable, they might not like it, but understand it's better doing that than acting somewhere else and doing something else. Trust me. It's a big mindfuck, all of this is. And perhaps I I might have chosen something that uh, the audience might not be ready for, but... I guess it's something that is important to, to understand. There's a lot of shit that is not easy to deal with and, and in different ways. This is one of them. This is one of them. Um, and this, I'm not just bringing this up just um, because... It, it's something that I need to do. Or no, no, no. The reason why I bring this up. Because I think that uh, a lot of people could. Um, could uh, uh, take this information. And and think a little bit deeper about this. You know. Uh, anger, hate, violence. Yes, it's all connected. And yes, a lot of it. It's, it's terrifying. It's horrifying. It, it's... Uh, it's um the it's the embryonic self for uh, nightmares. It's you know in a lot of ways it's what gives people uh, their worst nightmares and and some people are they completely shelter themselves in in trying to avoid that type of stuff because they think that's the safer way, but the the problem is, when you do that, you don't realize that not everybody else is doing that. So when you're in a confrontation with someone about something that you uh, differ from, uh, that person might be a little bit in your face and you might not like it. How are you going to deal with that? You should just avoid the whole thing, try to run away, That's that's not... Maybe it's not even possible. How do you run away if that person is right behind you? <laughs> what if that person is bigger and and, and faster than you and, and you know? So sometimes you need to understand that those those things will happen and confrontation is not always uh avoidable. And uh it, it's Sometimes it's even better if you actually get right on the face of that person, and say, "Hey, you know what? Fuck you, man!" And then you tell them why you want them to fuck themselves. And <laughs> yeah, Lord, I need I need to come up with a way to explain this where I don't curse halfway of the podcast because I understand some people really uh, don't like that type of language. And I, I'm fully capable of doing this without those, the cursing in the middle. But it, it's, it's a way of expressing uh, and, and getting into that. Uh, uh, because that's, that's the thing, this environment allows me to curse. But I know that I don't have to do it all the time. Because otherwise it wouldn't be, you know, interesting. It wouldn't. I just use certain words to get to a certain point, and perhaps occasionally I overuse them. That's fine. I get it. Maybe I could try to not do it as much. I can, but understand that that's that's the thing. Uh, Some some subjects. Uh, are permissive of that uh, type of content, and language, right? It gives you a bigger span of experimentation to use terms that uh, obviously you don't want to use around kids or uh, a, a specific set of people that might not be ready for this. But under this context and and the uh, preliminary subjects that I'm having to talk about on this specific episode on the podcast, it is a, a very different um, perspective if you add a little bit of of uh, colorful language. Because it helps get straight to the point of what you're saying. It really does. I could do this in a completely different uh, frame of mind and and do it a little bit more uh, with more calculation. But I think the result wouldn't be the same. And if I take out all the bad language and 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 the cursory and that I'm using here, if I get rid of that, uh, it becomes something that maybe is uh, is uh, too robotic and and perhaps the sense of everything is is not going to be as uh, intense as as I aimed that to be because that's another thing. it's it's extremely intense. This shit is uh, very intense when you deal with it. Inside of you you're controlling an atomic bomb that is about to explode and... Uh, it's, it's like a a clock bump, I don't know, a clock going off. So, I don't know if I, if I uh, succeeded in explaining this in a way that people will understand, because I don't know if I understand this whole concept. It's quite confusing as well. That's how complex it is. It's not so easy to get to the point of it, and, um, yeah, it's perhaps. This is the first time that I just come out with because most episodes I start the podcast, I start recording. Sometimes, if I feel that I said something wrong the wrong way, or that uh, it took too long to to come up with something, and there's long silences, I just delete whatever I did and I start over. But on this occasion, I feel it's important for me to just uh, upload this as it is, unedited. Upload it the way it is because although maybe not everybody understands what I'm trying to do here, uh, at least they will try to think deeper about the subjects because they are they it it is extremely interesting, okay. Once you start to look at it with a different set of eyes and say, okay. Let me put this on the table and start really um, doing a little bit of research on what all of this means. Okay. Because I truly think that, that hate can be a good thing if you know how to deal with it and use it. Of course, it sounds completely insane when I say it like this. Because I'm not a uh, specialist that can actually break it down. But the way I see it, I'm a human being that uh, has dealt with this most of my life in different ways. And I guess now that uh, I'm a little bit more mature, I understand perhaps... uh, how it works. Maybe I don't know how to explain it the proper way, but I understand how it works. Okay, I do. And inside of me, I know. I know the things that I have to keep at bay, not to end up doing shit that I'm not supposed to do, because I will completely, you know. And there's a part of empathy that does get in there. And, and it's a completely different this this is another mind fuck, okay? because I just said that uh, fuck empathy. but in that context, yes, fuck empathy, but in this context. because if I end up doing something like that, the people that are gonna suffer uh, are not just the victims, but also uh, my family, my immediate family, they're gonna feel terrible that I did this horrible thing, right? where you think that my mother, my father, my brother, right? Uh, How do you think they're going to feel if they find out that I do something extreme to that point? Right? Of harming someone or, or even worse. And that's the part that I connect to this whole shit. That's... That's the uh, emp- empathy part that I do connect to because I don't want them to feel that way, right? And, and that's another part that is related to all of this. So it is really complex. It's it's a mindfuckery at best because in one side you're saying fuck empathy, and on the other you're understanding that part of the empathy is there as well, chipping in. So it's, it's a circle and uh, it goes round and round. The only thing that changes in that circle is with time, your perspective about that circle uh, changes in some ways a lot, in other ways not so much. In some ways it doesn't change at all, so it's, you know, anything that you can do to try to take away the emotional side and put a little bit of logic in, it makes a good sauce to work with. Because I know it sounds too calculated and cold, but at the same time, it allows you to know exactly the things that you have to avoid. It makes you understand what not to do ever, ever. Right? Now, I'm not saying that I'm never gonna do something terrible like that because I can't control time, I don't know what the future looks like, right? And you never know what can happen. If I completely lose my mind, who knows? But having the advantage of knowing that uh, I am not crazy makes me know how to get to that part of knowing, never do this, never ever do that, NEVER, okay? And then you have that control over the fantasy of slashing somebody's throat, open. And I know that not everybody thinks like this, I understand. But perhaps I have to think like this because it's a way to keep things at bay, control it, and don't fuck everything up. So, uh, this is a a, a subgenre of conversation that I don't see a lot of people having because. Either uh, they uh, are afraid to, to go into subjects that are too painful to deal with. But trust me, uh, uh, allowing yourself to, to talk about stuff like this kind of helps. And, and I know it sounds very... Uh, that I'm contradicting myself because... I don't like psychologists and I don't like shrinks in general, but it doesn't need to be in that environment. That's what I'm trying to bring up here. There's other ways to for you to set this as a topic of conversation where you don't have to be <laughs> in a therapist office, okay? You don't. Actually, Look at me, I'm using this as an outlet for this shit, right? So, uh, I don't know, something else that I want to bring up and it might be related to this in in some way is uh, I hate that observation that a lot of people do uh, because I, I think it's a little bit unrealistic. In, in the complete sense of the word. When when people come to me and say, uh this this let let's see if I can get this straight. Uh this idea that we're getting to know ourselves, it fucking hurts me. Uh because I think it's a concept that is completely stupid and, and outdated. It's Oh, we need, you need to get to know yourself better, you need to do things to get in touch with your inner self. Oh, please, come on! Seriously? Here's, here's a fact, okay? During life, everybody changes. Uh, through the course of your life, you change in different aspects, your personality in one way or another right but at that very instance i don't give a fuck what you tell me i know who i am i know what i'm doing all right at this moment i know the kind of person i am and i know exactly what i'm doing don't come to me and tell me that <laughs> i need to find myself that's just insane and it's it's absurd and and it doesn't make any sense you know why because uh, in three years, I might think a little different about what I am at that very moment. But it doesn't change the fact that I know what I'm doing and I know who I am. It doesn't. So get that fucking stupid idea out of my face. It's, it's completely uh, off point. All right. Um, and it might be related to this in some sort of way, because, um, when you tell someone like that, you don't realize that you're actually telling them to, uh, analyze themselves in a way that you think is just, uh, acute or, or, but it it can be very damaging right? Because you're telling someone that perhaps doesn't know they're going through something terrible to go look at the mirror and perhaps recognizing something that uh, might be a little bit dangerous. Because they might realize that uh, they, their lives suck. <laughs> so and i i had people say that to me a lot i think at the time i just look at them and and said whatever but now i I feel like oh shit you know that person is telling me that what if i tell them the same thing what would they feel like what is their response to something like that what if you turn it around and tell Mm -hmm. them Hey, why don't you go uh, search for your inner self, jackass? Huh? Then the next day, that person ends up uh, killing themselves. Because they found out stuff that they didn't want to know, right? So uh, there is an element of of, uh, fuckery there as well. It's a huge mindfuckery, <laughs> but understand this, a better way of, of viewing it is you adapt your uh, personality with time to the way that you're f- feeling uh, uh, that you have to adjust certain things, or not just feeling, you, you put some logic in into certain aspects that you that you think are important you you change the way that you deal with certain stuff because you realize oh this didn't work well let's try something else and that's a logical way of of viewing things right it's not just all about feelings and stuff right but hey and that oh here it is see the, what I think, and, and maybe I, I might be completely wrong about this, but it this is what I think, and perhaps I might go somewhere with this, or maybe i go nowhere, but what I think is, um, when I say that anger is connected to the emotion, and it's more, uh, um, Instant is because I think that hate can be completely um, something that is connected to logic. There are logical ways to, to use hate, and I know it sounds completely, uh, <laughs> some people are being very traumatized after hearing this, but uh If you go back to history, uh, Hitler used hate in a very logical way. He put it in, in the balance. He, what he did, the way he he didn't it's not like he, of course, the way that he expressed himself made it look like he was always angry and there, there are memes over the internet where you can find when he was doing his speeches he sounded angry and perhaps this is a more comedic way to tell this but um he used logic to use his hate for uh the 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 jews okay he used a lot of logic and a lot of strategy to put that hate into work so, that's the that's the, the the nudge of what I wanted to do when I said that I wanted to take uh, break this down and see the differences between one term and another. And I think anger is a lot more connected to emotions. It's more uh, instantaneous. Is at that moment you feel like breaking something or finding someone because you're completely frustrated and and upset right and it goes to that extreme where your emotions are just exploding so you do stuff that is violent but that's what I meant with calculated hate it goes more to the logical sense and uh, it's kind of. You know, when you start thinking and strategizing about stuff that perhaps you need to, you have to leave it alone, because you're you're going into something that, of course, Hitler did it in a way, because he involved a lot of people in this, so he made it his his strategy was collective. The way he thought about this is, I need to convince, him, but of people to think exactly the way that I think about this so that they will help me kill a bunch of other people. And I know it sounds crazy, but there is a logic in this. He strategized for years to, to have this type of shit done. Right? The only reason for Second World War is Hitler. And Hitler used the, the first war as an excuse to go into the second war. So it's a strategy. He used a bunch of ways and ideas to strategize, to get people behind him to do some atrocities. right? To commit atrocities against innocent people. That's what he did and that's the best way to explain this. Those are, for me, the differences between anger and hate. It's a very, I think, I strongly believe that this is a very valid point here. And uh, perhaps we should take this in, right? I understand it's a, a It's a very difficult subject to to talk about. It's it's not easy. And uh, I think I'm gonna end this episode on this note. Let everybody think about this. And one last time I highly recommend Lex Friedman's podcast with uh, Josh Barnett. Okay, it's uh, it's not exactly along these lines because they talk about uh, they go into uh, a little bit of uh, the physics and and the philosophy the philosophy and you know, they talk about Nietzsche and, and people like that. What I'm doing is just, uh, what I'm doing here is just my intake about all of this. And I hope people try to understand where I'm coming from with all of this. Maybe it took me a while to get to where I want it because it's so complex that it you have to really think deep and grab some uh, very conscious thoughts about what you're saying here. And and this is not about censoring a stuff it's just uh, because in this subjects, you have to carefully pick what you're going to say for good reasons. Right. It's not about censoring myself is more about taking care of uh, legal stuff, not going into shit that is, uh, (laughs) you know, it's going to make me uh, go to court because I don't want that, that's, right, so, so yeah, I'm gonna leave on that note, this might be the longest episode, and uh yeah um i guess yeah i'm going to leave it at this and i want to thank everybody uh and i guess on on the next episode i'm i'm going to talk about something else because this was dense holy shit um oh the just to finish um i'm not going to be uh i'm not going to be talking about the stats anymore for good reason i think it's if you, if i get obsessed about those numbers it, it cannot be healthy for for the, the the continuation of of the podcast and for me so i'm i'm going to try to let go of that i'm still looking at the stats just because uh, to see the result and and the growth of of the podcast, but I'm going to try to let go a little bit off of that. I think uh, there are more important stuff to take care of than being worried about that type of shit. So I am not... I'm going to try not to look to the stats as much. So on that note, thank you very much. I will... uh, I'll be back with another episode maybe later or tomorrow, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to make any promises. Meanwhile, take care and uh, be back next time.